Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. Our guest today on our Mom to Mom podcast is Deborah Bullock. Deborah Bullock is a mother of three adult children. She has eight grandchildren and she's been married for over 51 years to Harold Bullock. Harold and Deborah had faithfully walked with God through all the seasons of their life, and they've had a very fruitful ministry. They founded Hope Church in Texas, which has sent out over 90 churches and helped train many church leaders over the years. Deborah has authored several books, including children's Sunday school curriculum and a very practical book on parenting called Parenting. Is there an app for that? Deborah, it's so good to have you with us today on our Mom to Mom podcast. Well, hi. Thanks for having me. So today you're going to be teaching through the destination goals for parenting. That's right. So these are a set of goals that you've taken from scripture to help set direction for building character and values. And I'm so glad that you're going to teach through them today for our listeners. I personally am very excited that you're going to share this tool with our listeners because they have personally really helped me in my parenting. The Destination Goals for Kids have really given me a practical guide for what to focus on in my parenting. So I'm so excited that you're going to do that today for us. Deborah, let's just dive in. Okay. Well, Erica, you know, as moms, we tend to spend a lot of time packing up stuff for our kids and then transporting them to the destinations where they'll use what's packed. And I think most of us have experienced getting everyone at the front door, asking, has everyone got everything you need? Going out the door, into the car, pulling up at the destination, only to hear, oh no, I forgot my shin guards for the soccer game, poster notes for the presentation I'm doing in class today, or I forgot my lunch. Looking back on my experiences like these, I should have invested in a huge roll of duct tape, <laughs> taken everything each child would need that day and duct taped it to him or her. Then I think they might have got to where I was taking them with what they needed. However, as much time as we spend packing up stuff, that's really not the most important type of packing that we do as parents. As parents, we're entrusted with the assignment and opportunity of packing into our kids' lives, packing into them the knowledge, vision, values, and perspectives that will enable them to successfully deal with the challenges in their life. If you have children in your home, you are right now in the process of helping pack them for their most important destination, point launch. Point launch is the point in time when they launch out on their own into a future filled with challenges, dangers, and many unknowns. In this podcast, uh, I'm going to share especially four things. One, why we need a proven packing list so that we can help our kids be well prepared 
and have what they need to navigate their future as an adult. Two, why and how I developed such a list. Three, what top 10 character qualities and life responses are included on that list. And four, how you actually get these qualities to stick so that your adult child has them when needed. And there's a spoiler alert. The answer to getting them to stick is not duct tape. <laughs> so why is a proven packing list crucial? You know, as our daughter Jessica started into her mid-teens, my husband and I began praying for an opportunity that would stretch and grow her uh, in trusting God. She was already obeying God and growing in many of the needed character traits, but had not had a, an opportunity to be apart from us for an extended time in challenging situations where she would need to totally depend on God and trust God, not us, for help. God definitely provided that opportunity. A mission trip for nine weeks to a remote area in the outback of Australia with leaders and teammates she had not met before, no cell phones, very poisonous snakes, lizards, and insects, and limited medical facilities. And what she would be doing would be a construction project and ministering to the people of that remote area. We had re thoroughly researched this uh, mission organization. We, had it we found it had a strong commitment to Christ and a long history of no major injuries on the trips, and they required and maintained high moral standards among the teens and the leaders throughout the trip. So uh, though there were a lot of dangers, a lot of unknowns, as we prayed and Jessica prayed, uh, we felt it was going to really be a help to her. Now, when the organization sent the packing list, it definitely reflected the challenges and dangers and what it required was sturdy jeans and t-shirts to work in, tall leather construction boots, a sleeping bag. They would be sleeping on the ground or a floor of a real rudimentary building, mosquito repellent, things like that. My daughter and I went and we bought, found these things. And when we tightly packed everything that was required into the suitcase, and I do mean tightly, there was, and when we weighed it to make sure we were within the absolute maximum weight limit that was allowed, and they were very strict on uh, the weight and the size uh, that you could take, there was no space or weight margin left to add in anything else. Nothing, no room for anything cute which was a real bummer to my daughter, teenage daughter, and I'm sure to all the teenage girls as they packed. The situations that Jessica experienced on the trip, it was a great learning experience, but there were uh, various, a lot of dangers and very difficult situations. And 
when she came back, we were healthy and fine. We were both so glad that we had thoroughly followed the packing list because everything in there was exactly what she needed. And we were glad that the list had been made by the organization's leaders who had actually been to that destination before, sometimes a number of times, and they knew exactly what the teens were gonna need. Now, my takeaway from this experience is this. The greater the dangers in an upcoming journey, and the less we personally know about what the destination ahead is like, the more crucial it is to obtain and follow a proven packing list from someone who knows the destination well and who has successfully made the trip there and back. As moms, I know most of us think probably fairly frequently about what do we need to put into our kids' lives? What are they going to need in the future? What are they going to need by the time they get to adulthood, to getting out on their own? What are they going to need? And we're aware more and more in these times of the many dangers and temptations they'll face. But when we try to imagine, okay, what are they going to need in the future Especially in today's world, it's very hard to feel like we can get a clue of what it will look like in their future. What will the obstacles be? What will the opportunities be? And as we think about their future, we kind of feel, you know, we're clueless. Who knows? But there is one who does know, and that's God. God knows. Isaiah 46.10, I made known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. God knows what's in our future. He knows what's in our kids' future, what's in our grandkids' future. And he not only knows the future, he knows everything. The disciples, uh, told Jesus after they had been with him for a while in John 16, 29. They said, now we see that you know all things. And I think most importantly, Jesus personally made the life journey. He faced all the temptations, all the basic types of temptations, dangers, that people will face in life. And he faced them successfully. He faced them in the way that he continued to live a full and abundant life in the midst of all these things. Hebrews 4.15 says, Jesus understands every weakness of ours because he was tempted in every way that we are, but he did not sin. That is a really helpful picture about um, packing. <laughs> I, um, I had never thought of it like that, but yes, when we go on a, a trip, we wanna pack all the right things. 
and that is helpful to know that we are helping our kids get ready for the journey of life. That other perspective that you shared about God knows the future and so that's why we can go to him to ask him for what we should pack into our kids that's really helpful too so what are the destination goals Erica while I'm calling the destination goals are 10 of the key life responses that are emphasized in the Bible ways for us to respond to life, to circumstances, to challenges. You might call them character traits. And these 10 in the Bible, and as they're presented in the destination goals, are not just things to believe. It's not, these are 10 things for your kids to believe. It's 10 things for your kids to know how to live out, to know how to use in responding to all the challenges and temptations, dangers that they face in life. So these 10 are the ones that are just emphasized over and over in scripture, not that there aren't a number of things emphasized, but uh, 10 that especially help in moving into and going through adulthood. And so, Here's what they are. Uh, I'm going to share them both with what the trait or the life response is and then with some of the benefits that come from having developed this way of responding in life. The first one is that uh, our child learns to love God. They love God. They love trust and obey God. Now, as a result, what scripture says and what I think most of us have found in our own lives is when we do this, uh, we are confident and courageous when we face challenges. Um, we want to help our kids become people who do not give in when pressured to conform or give up when things are difficult. The second is that they love people. That our child is willing to put others' interests above their own and is kind in word and action. And as a result, the benefit is they develop influence with others and genuine friendships. The third one is that they become people who can obey and lead well. And there is very much a correlation between those two. The person who learns to obey well, leads well, whether it's in a job, a military, or even a parent or a mom following her husband and then leading her kids to learn to obey. And as the person who obeys and leads well, leads and follows effectively, and whether they are leading or following, they are diligent, work hard, are energetic, and because of that, they become a valued leader or team member. In other words, people want to follow them. 
They actually want to follow them. They're glad for that person to be their leader. Or they're glad to work on a team with them. Or as a leader, they love it when that person is their employee or their team leader, their team member. They are just thrilled to work with them. The fourth is that they are a person who forgives and asks forgiveness. They forgive others and ask to be forgiven, and the resulting benefit of that is that they are emotionally free, and they are not burdened by bitterness, guilt, or soured relationships. And those of us who've learned and practiced forgiving and asking forgiveness know the freedom we know how unpleasant it is to ask forgiveness, and sometimes even to give forgiveness, but we know all the emotional freedom that opens up. The fifth thing is that they become a person who give, that they give and they share with others. As a result, while they might, they might give money, they might share possessions, uh, share their time, and as a result, there's a great joy that they experience. As you know, when you have, you've given something of yourself to somebody and you're, you're just thrilled with how, how it's really helped them. And also, they have a positive impact in the lives of people. People who have really given and shared, given in whatever way to others, uh, really have a, usually a very cherished spot in people's hearts. The sixth thing is living honestly. We want them to become a person who relates genuinely, not secretively, who tells the truth and not lies. And the benefit is trust on, on their job. They're a trusted employee and they're often entrusted with greater and greater responsibilities uh, in the home. They're trusted in other relationships. Uh, people can trust what they say and what they do. Uh, can trust they're not being two-faced with them. Seventh thing is they become a person of humility. And this is something that's not particularly valued in our culture, but is extremely high on God's list of what's important. Uh, this is the person who has a right sense of their own value to God. It's not that they think, oh, I'm, a, I'm just not worthy. I'm a terrible person. Everybody else is just, I, I'm just no good. That's not the humility that God's talking about. They know that they are valued by God, but they also are very aware every other person is valued by God and has tremendous value to God and should be treated and responded to knowing they have value in God's sight. And as a result of this, the, the person of humility is enjoyable to be with. If you've ever been with a really proud person, arrogant person, it's usually not particularly fun. And they are confident 
but they are not arrogant or self-centered. And so, again, they're a person that it's enjoyable to be with. The eighth thing is they are a person who helps. They have a heart help, a response. You don't have to twist their arm or pressure them to help. They help others. Uh, they take initiative to be helpful. Therefore, that person is a valued team player who cooperates and does his or her part. And again, uh, as an employee or just some person in any kind of group, a church, a community, uh, it's the person who's willing to help, who's often gains a lot of respect. The ninth thing is that they become people who learn. And they continue to learn, not, not just, I mean, you know, okay, this is uh, your schooling years and I'm going to set you down here and you have got to learn this material, not, not confined to school, but throughout their life they want to learn because they have a sense, I don't know everything, uh, which is often a, a response of, of kids and adults. Um, and the awareness, I need to learn more. I can learn from others. I can, you know, I can learn from books and all kinds of resources. I can learn, especially from God's word. I can continue learning. And the result of that is they do become a person of wisdom, growing wisdom about how to live as they go through life. And they have the respect of others. The tenth is self-control. They control themselves. And this means they're not quick to anger. They don't easily give in to wrong emotions. They think before they speak or act. And they choose words that actually add strength and benefit rather than words that destroy or bring regret. The benefits, they have fewer broken or damaged relationships. Also, they are less likely to give in to addictions or just wrong patterns because they have learned to control themselves. In scripture, it talks about the person who doesn't have self-control is like a city without walls. And in the time that that was written, cities had huge walls to protect from uh, raiders or enemies. And self-control helps you end up with less enemies and less things that are going to raid, come in, and, and just really destroy your life. So those are the destination goals. I have a question. Sure. <laughs> My question is, how do you keep the destination goals in mind and not make it a like checklist and like, how do you keep from getting stressed out? Like I'm not doing these. And you know how when you have a list, you kind of just like, has to be done like this and you get really like intense. How do you keep it from becoming legalistic and and having joy in the midst of trying to implement that. 
That's a great question. I know what you mean about as a mom, it's, we get all kinds of lists of things we have to do each day. And this could easily become just another one of those things, you know, wash the dishes, uh, do the laundry, you know, okay. But there really is a different mentality. And especially as we get into talking about how God tells us how to get these into the life, his intention is that we're going to get these in in the midst of life and we're going to be eyes wide open looking for opportunities that he is giving us, that he's arranging to, that are good opportunities to help our children see the need of this quality or to model for them how to do it. And yes, I had a list in my mind and at points I, you know, did planning, you know, with these, but it was really more in the mentality each day of, uh, God, okay, here's some things I'm aware of and my child just, uh, please help me bring them up as needed or show us op show me opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I just look forward to what, how you're going to be working on this in my child and please just sound the, the bells in my head when there's an, uh, a special opportunity for you. So yes, I did plan specific things, but I think the thing that gave a lot of peace in the process was just walking through the day knowing God would be providing opportunities, little opportunities here and there to work on these things. And also I think the knowledge that one of the biggest parts in packing these things into our life is prayer. And it's not just us, there's not the pressure we have to get, but God, would you help get the other eight in there by the time they're an adult? <laughs> so, <laughs> but just like sometimes, you know, you have the child, please help them be potty trained by the time, you know, and you feel all this pressure. Just God, would you help? these qualities get in there and show me the opportunities. That's really helpful, Deborah. I, I really hear you saying you really had to trust God and you had to rely on his grace to help you parent throughout the day. The, you know, you have this list, but really you're relying on God's power to accomplish the list. Yes. So that's really helpful. Thanks for clarifying that. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.